You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 445. How is your vision as a leader? So I'm recording this at the beginning of 2024. Usually I'm talking about developing our vision uh, for our personal lives, setting goals, getting ready for the upcoming year. But, but now I want to do that through the lens of leadership. Somebody said this, this, uh, this is just a brilliant statement. They said, leaders see what others do not. Leaders see what others do not. What is it about leaders that sets them apart from other people? Well, it's probably their vision. There's probably a number of things that set them apart, but one really important attribute um, is that of their vision, their ability to see further, to see more clearly than those around them. And, and, of course, we refer often to, to these kinds of leaders as visionary leaders. But this isn't just referring to their ability to see where the organization's going um, or to be able to predict future trends for their business. So uh, there's several things. I'm going to give you four things that leaders must see if they're going to be effective in their leadership. The first one is this. Leaders can see the big picture. You know, maybe coming up through the uh, organization, you you realize that you didn't see the big picture. Maybe you were only concerned with your little piece of the pie, the unit that you oversaw, the team that you managed and supervised. But for the leader, they have to be concerned with the entire organization. They have to see the big picture. And, you know, at various levels throughout the organization, you can have a big picture for your slice of the pie. If you're a division leader, a department leader, um, you should have a vision. You should see the big picture for your department. Um, If you're a shift supervisor, you need to be able to see the big picture for your shift. And knowing where they fit into the organization is extremely important if we're going to accomplish our mission. But the leader has to be able to see it all. They have to know how the what's going on on the right is affecting what's going on in the left. What's going on in the uh, back room is what's going on and how that's affecting what's going on and what the public can see. Um, every part of the organization is important and the leader understands the big picture. They see how everything fits together and they know that um, if we cut the budget for this department, it's going to affect this, apart, this department adversely. At the same time, if we boost money for this department, then we're going to have to cut somewhere else. And so the leader understands all this. And that's why sometimes people get upset 
um, with the leader when they feel like maybe um, he's favoring another department over theirs or, or uh, you know, in some way it looks like there's favoritism going on. But often it's not favoritism. It's just the leader understands the the macro picture, the big picture. They know that if they don't give attention to this particular area, that the, the bottom line is going to suffer. But not only do leaders see the big picture, number two, they also see the small picture. They don't just have a macro view, they have a micro view. Now, this is really important, especially the bigger your organization gets. Uh, when I retired from the, the police department that I served with for almost 30 years, we had gotten to the point where we were one of the biggest departments in the Southeast, almost a thousand police officers or a thousand employees. And we knew really quickly um, whoever was in charge, whether or not they still had a vision of the small picture. Of course, they've got the big picture view. That's how they keep their job because they're reporting to the county commission and, 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 and you know, for budgets and all these things are being uh, dealt with at the big level. But at the small level, does the person in charge still understand what it's like at the bottom? Um, are the, the things that they're requiring through the chain of command, are they realistic? Um, often we see in large large organizations, uh, management will make very unrealistic uh, demands or goals. And, you know, it, it just tells you it's been a long, long time since they we're at the bottom. We used to to kid and say the oxygen, the air is different the higher up you go. It's not that they they seem to might not be able to breathe as clearly and comprehend on what's ha- comprehend what's happening down below. And of course, that's a generalization because you know I worked for some very very good leaders over the years, but there were also those who who weren't so good and they very quickly forgot what it was like at the bottom. And so as the as a leader, you've got to understand that micro picture as well. You don't have to know every minute detail of your organization, but you do need to have an understanding of how the different parts work together. And it's something, and I, and I tell you, for, for building um, loyalty, for building um, a, a, an esprit de corps, if you will, within your organization to keep morale high and motivation high, the leader has to give the appearance, he has to give the, the um, understanding to his people that he still understands what it's like at the bottom. And, you know, part of this can be accomplished by walking around, by meeting people, by talking to people, but it's got to be more than that. It's got to be sincere, it's got to be genuine, and decisions have to be made that reflect not just the, the upper-level employees, but the lower-level people as well, because in most organizations, these are the backbone, and and you really do want to take care of them. You want to look after them, so make sure we, we always understand the small picture. Well, don't go away. I'll be right back. I just wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my series, The Zombie 
Terror War series. Now, you may say, Dave, look, what's what's up with this? We're talking about leadership here, and now you're talking about zombies. Listen, sometimes it's good to have some recreational reading. In fact, I recommend everybody to read fiction along with nonfiction. You say, well, I just don't have time. And I'd say you don't have time not to. What I find with fiction is it stimulates creativity. Um, it helps me solve problems. It's entertaining. It's a stress relief. And I, I think there's something to be said for just enjoying good stories. And and often the people that kind of laugh and say, well, I don't have time for that, are also the same people that sit in front of Netflix and binge for hours on end when they have some spare time. So I'm encouraging you to check out some great fiction this year. Uh, the Zombie Terror War series is a thrilling, uh, action-packed ride. Uh, terrorism is the main uh, part of the story. But a zombie virus has been created by terrorists, and it's been released in America. And you can imagine what happens after that. But fortunately, my team of former police and military are on the job, and it's exciting. It is a thrill a minute. Um, I Go to Amazon. Don't take my word for it. Go to Amazon. Read a little bit. Clip, click on, you know, read the first chapter or so for free. Um, the reviews are pretty good. People people seem to love the characters. They love the story. So by all means, check out the Zombie Terror War series. Click in the link. It'll take you to all six of those books. Well, all right, we're talking about, we're asking the question, how is your vision as a leader? And we said leaders see what others do not. Well, what do they see? Well, they see the big picture. Very, very important. They see where the organization is going. Um, and, and what's happening in the entire organization. But they also see the small picture. They understand what's going on in the different departments and the different units and the, the subsets of the organization. And that's very, very important as well. Number three, this is a really important one, leaders see problems before they develop. Leaders see problems before they develop. Um, there's a proverb that says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. In other words, you see that pothole in the road, and instead of driving through it, you drive around it. And successful leadership knows how to avoid potential problems. Now, of course, we can learn from our mistakes, and that is part of the leadership journey. It's part of you training other leaders is um, helping them to learn from their mistakes but at the same time, the, the wise leader, the prudent leader, the effective leader takes steps to prevent the biggest mistakes from happening. And how do you do that? Well, again, we're talking about vision here. You're asking the questions. You're looking at trends. You're looking at the financials. You're, you're seeing how sales are. You're look, if, it's, if you're a church or a nonprofit organization, you're looking at the number of visitors. You're looking at the, 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 the offering and the consistent givers. You're looking at how many people are, are joining your church. I mean, what, is, what does attendance look like consistently on Sundays and other services? And you're asking all these questions, and you're, you're, you're looking for trends, and you're looking to prevent... Um, really you're looking to prevent tragedy before it happens. Is that always possible? Of course not. But I, I see the most effective leaders and the best leaders that I've had the privilege of working with are also the ones who um, were able to foresee things. They were able to, to look further down the road and, 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 and they would process the information and they would say, if we do this, 
this might happen. And it doesn't mean we don't take risk. That's part of being leaders. We take risks sometimes, but they're very calculated risk. They're, they're risks that, that, that offer a greater chance of success than failure. And so the most effective leaders are going to steer their team around these potential problems, these potential minefields, than just plowing right through and then hoping they don't get blown up. So, so that is something that the, the most effective leaders do. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, it's interesting that, that uh, often leaders are criticized within their organization for mistakes, for, for, for decisions they make. Um, but then it shows maybe six months or a year down the road that it was the prudent thing to do. Um, laying off people may not seem like the, the right thing to do when things are going seem to be going well, but the wise leader understands there may be a time when you have to do that. Um, accepting certain uh, business connections and, and letting others go. Um, good leaders see potential problems before they develop. And then the last one, the last one, we're talking about our, our vision as a leader. The last thing that leaders need to see, this is so important, leaders know how and they're able to see ability in other people and they know how to help them reach it. Listen, there are plenty of leaders out there, plenty of great managers and CEOs and president of companies and pastors of churches and other leaders who could care less about developing the leaders around them. It's just a fact of life. But the most effective leaders, the, the, the leaders with the longest lasting legacy, the ones who take that organization further down the road are those who know how to develop other leaders. We don't want just followers. We want to develop other leaders. And not only do we want to develop other leaders, we want to develop leaders who know how to develop other leaders leaders. And so we're, we're constantly looking for uh, people who have leadership talent that we can take and develop. Um, that was one of the things I did, especially my last uh, seven, eight years at the police department is um, I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. And I, I, was, I, I, I wanted to make a, a mark, um, not so that people would remember me. I've been gone long enough now. Most people don't even know who I am. When I see somebody from the police department, but the the, the reality is, I wanted to to do the right thing, and so I helped develop as many leaders as I could. Those who are working for me, I tried to do do everything I could to help them get promoted as well. And and and, and you know, I tell you what, I've been blessed because I look now and I see the command staff, and I see people that I trained and invested in. They're the ones running this large police department now. So we see ability and other people, and we try to help them reach it. Um, we're constantly seeking to reproduce ourselves. Um, we're secure. We're not intimidated by other strong leaders. Um, effective leaders are constantly mining for gold in those around them, and they provide potential leaders with opportunities to learn, to grow, and develop their own leadership skills. Why not pay for that leadership seminar? Why not pay for, for that leader to go to a potential seminar and, and to broaden their understanding of, of what's going on in your particular field? Um, why not give them opportunities and give them responsibility? Uh, the only way people grow and learn is when we invest in them, give them opportunities, and give them responsibility. 
So what other things can you see? Those are four things that leaders need to see. They need to see the big picture. They need to see the small picture. They need to see problems before they develop. And they need to see ability in other people and know how to develop it. What other things do leaders need to see? I'm sure there's plenty. I just thought these four were, were so important and so applicable to us as leaders today. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We will see you next week on Leading and Learning.